The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. It's time for another edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, how are you doing today? I am blessed and highly favored, my friend. How about you? <laughs> I love that, and I as well. We're going to talk about faith and how it's an important part of the journey of recovering our health. Well, of course, at the end of the day, uh, we're speaking to a faith-based audience, but I think in general, the average person has now wrapped their mind around the general idea of faith. And faith as a general concept and definition is the ability to believe, to believe in something, to believe in someone, to believe in a process. And so uh, when we associate that back to the spiritual construct at the end of the day, the ability to believe in God who is working with us, for us, and upon us, that can empower and engender all sorts of different uh, dynamics of strength, stamina, and energy. And we'll talk about how that relates to a particular vocation of this gentleman today. Yeah, we're going to meet an occupational therapist here on the program in just a few moments here today, so stay tuned for that. But you know what, Uh, Percy, we always say at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. And it's an important declaration uh, to make clear. Because at the end of the day, we should respect and always be mindful of the fact that everyone is not necessarily located uh, on the same page as any particular individual about spirituality or in some cases may not possess a spirituality at all. And that needs to be honored and respected. And so at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, uh, the pastoral care teams there, uh, the respective teams are always very mindful to ask Uh, for permission to pray with patients? Mm -hmm. Would you like to be spiritually supported? Would you like to see a hospital pastor or chaplain and then proceed from the response of that patient? Well, the unique thing is if they respond affirmatively, it's there. It's, it's, It's a part of the program. Well, that's the reason for the introduction of the conversation. What we certainly do not want to have anyone wondering about is Will I or can I be spiritually supported in this environment? And so, of course, if there is an affirmation of yes to that, then uh, that resource and that discipline is ready and willing and available at a moment's notice to anyone in our environment. Well, I know this is a big part of your life. You are director of faith-based programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Absolutely. And in the day and age that we live in, we want to make sure that that is very much part of the clinical environment of support for any and everyone that matters to them with regard to their journey of faith in terms of cancer and support of it. We're going to open the scriptures and we're going to meet our guest here in just a few moments on health, hope, and inspiration. We always like to provide a resource for our listeners. This week, we've chosen the resource Foods of the Bible. Absolutely. Again, a document that was put together. It's a compilation of foods and ingredients that we found cross-referenced within biblical uh, text that then was also cross-referenced with all of the leading Uh, national cancer health institutions in terms of its potential relevance of support and help with cancer as a journey. And so it's just a recommendation. And again, we have tons of uh, uh, recipes and foods for people to consider. But bear in mind that there is still much to be learned about the impact of food and nutrition and that we are not suggesting that food modification alone will cure cancer. Understood. Well, it's really cool. This is available as a resource, Foods of the Bible, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download it and uh, use it. You can pass it on to friends. 
healthhopeandinspiration.com. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. You've got your uh, electronic Bible, your your phone Bible open in front of you. You want to read what's on the screen there? Absolutely. And the word of the Lord will say to us today for our spiritual nugget, Hebrews 11, verse number 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, being God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. And today we want to encourage everyone to understand. I often am asked, you know, how do you please God? How do we please God? Well, first and foremost, we must believe that he is who he says he is and believe that he does what he says he can do. And when we do that, then we begin to operate in the faith of God. And that is how we begin to please God. Thanks for sharing that, Percy. And thanks for bringing interviews to us as you travel about the country. This was recorded in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Here again is our host, Percy McRae. Well, with me today is Barry Calvert, who is a occupational therapist at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he has been functioning as an occupational therapist for four years at CTCA, but 22 years uh, in total in the field. And so it's my privilege and pleasure to have you on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, uh, as you heard with the uh, introduction, my friend, you have been functioning as an occupational therapist. For those who are listening to the show who may not be familiar with occupational therapy, what exactly do you do? I get that question a lot. Um, patients often come to me asking if I'm going to try and find them a job, and that's that's not exactly <laughs> what we do. I like that. <laughs> For for us, occupation is the occupation of life. So we our our job is to assist patients in maintaining or increasing their independence and level of function in anything that's meaningful to them. So depending on where a patient is at in their their journey, uh, that may be how can I get up and get to the toilet, or how can I do my bathing and get dressed. Okay. And anywhere from that all the way up to can I take care of the kids and the dogs and the household? Okay. Uh, can I get back to work? Can I go hunting or fishing? Whatever, everything we do is directed purposefully toward uh, patient-centered goals. So it's it all depends on what the patient's needs are and what they need to or want to get back to doing. And so you have done that for quite a while, and, and at least for the last four years, you've done that now in an oncology cancer setting. Correct. So let's talk about occupational therapy, and we're not talking about finding someone a job. <laughs> I love that 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 joke. I, I'm going to use that so many times. I get times. that a lot. Um, let's talk about that being applied to the cancer community specifically. What are some of the things that you've seen that you've had to assist and help cancer patients with in regaining ability to operate and function in everyday life as a result of being a cancer patient? 
uh, here we I work in both the outpatient clinic and the inpatient setting. So I truly work with patients across the continuum of their care. So literally, I mean, there are times when I will be up assisting patients on the inpatient floor with um, addressing their physical impairments or talking to them about environmental modifications they can make, anything they can do to get back to doing their basic self-care. And for us, that's the, the basics, dressing, grooming, bathing, toileting. Um, and from that all the way down to working on outpatients down in the clinic um, who might need to address some some symptoms of their treatments like fatigue or neuropathy. Oh, okay. uh, and, and that may look like I had a patient one time who was a farmer and he enjoyed working on tractors. Okay. So I, I went to uh, an RC airplane store and got an old RC airplane engine, brought it up. So we worked on standing tolerance and strength and fine motor really? coordination while he rebuilt the RC airplane engine. Talk about personalized care. That is impressive, my friend. That. You are also a man of faith, a person of faith. What's kind of your orientation of faith, if you don't mind, if, if I can ask you that question? Uh, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a Baptist. Okay. Um, that pretty much defines it all, I yeah. think. And again, <laughs> so that we can be clear on the show, we talk to people of all sorts of varied religious and spiritual backgrounds. So this is not about pigeonholing anyone in any particular religious orientation. I'm just always curious as to people's spiritual orientation. And with that, how have you been able, or have you been able, I should say, and ask, been able to incorporate your faith, if you will, or your sense of spirituality with the work environment of clinically supporting patients from an occupational medicine perspective? Have you been able to do that? And, and let's talk a little bit about that. Well, certainly I've, you know, I've prayed with patients. Ah. Um, just the fact that I do kind of operate from a basis of faith, that kind of guides uh, my interaction with patients and the relationships I, I look to establish with patients. Um, and I really just try to meet them kind of wherever they're at okay, uh, and help them, you know, from a faith-based perspective uh, in their journey. Okay. Yeah. I always ask this question because, again, in a clinical environment, and it's, and it's important that I continue to always frame this in this context, is that we're not talking about a church. We're not talking about a faith institution. We're talking about a medical environment. From your perspective, just your perspective, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says, how valuable or important do you think faith is to people from a clinical perspective, particularly dealing with cancer, that you've seen, this is your experience, or, or not? I think it makes a big difference. Um, faith gives patients an extra pillar, a cornerstone to base what they're dealing with on you know, it gives them it, an extra little bit of power. Uh, they have the hope uh, that some people, you know, if you if you don't have that perspective or mm -hmm. don't have that kind of backup, then it's it just may not be there. And it, and it does make a big difference with patients, and I do see that. Faith also, I think, it, 
offers another little resource for patients to mm. to help them out and that's you know whether it be the extra family they have through their church yeah uh the christian or faith-based support groups that are available to them they just are more surrounded it seems than you know or offers another avenue for them to be surrounded um, and supported and are you allowed it within the capacity of being an occupational therapist or are you hindered in any way in being able to support patients spiritually if they are open to that if they desire that or if you get a sense that that's something important to them how much freedom do you actually have as a well, of course, we call uh, employees at Cancer Treatment Centers of America stakeholders. But as an employee, how, how much freedom do you actually have to support people spiritually if that is something that they value and, and want? A hundred percent freedom. Um, I've, and in fact, as an occupational therapist and with the, what we do in um, seeking to assist patients in being independent and functioning in what's important to them. So if it is important to them, if that's one of the things that is important to them, then that's what my treatment plan has to be, be based on. I mean, I have to, it has to support helping them be independent in that manner. So a lot of times actually uh, going to church for an outpatient is one of the things that they state as one of the meaningful activities that they would like to first get back to doing and goals to resume exactly so so those are things working back to to getting them being able to get back in the church okay is oftentimes a a goal huh that's interesting i never would have thought about it in the context of that's part of the care plan that you're setting up for them as a specific goal uh that makes sense to me it certainly does do you have a particular story or engagement with a patient within the context of what you do medically, uh, getting people acclimated back to uh, their way of functioning, that you walked away from work that day and was like, wow, that was really a God moment, Uh, whether it was somebody that you prayed with or a conversation that you held with someone, or maybe something that you just witnessed and saw in terms of their disposition and their attitude, but maybe a, a scenario or a story that you went home and went, wow, that was God today. That was really powerful. You know, I've established relationships with patients here okay. in this type of setting. Cancer treatment it becomes a long-term, lifelong almost um, journey. journey. And I've established relationships where my wife and I have, you know, had dinner with patients okay. and their spouses and that sort of thing. And then, you know, we'll pray for them during the dinner um, and that sort of thing. One of the things that uh, I heard that's interesting about uh, that comment was the fact of the relationships that you have been able to establish and build with the people that you see clinically. And I'm not sure, and I certainly could be mistaken, I don't know how many people from a clinical environment perspective have the freedom to be able to establish relationships with patients that they treat and serve. How important is that to you that under, you know, obviously respectful conditions that you're able to establish those type of relationships with some of your patients that you see? What is, how meaningful is that for you? It's very meaningful. I've worked in a lot of different settings over my 22 years. And really this setting with cancer patients is unique in being able to spend that 
much time with patients over a long long period of time years yeah because they they're not just here for a day or a week or a month sometimes they're here a really long period of time we see them for for a long time and so the ability to establish that relationship and to really walk the walk and be a part of their journey is is very rewarding and fulfilling and very much different than working in most other settings that I, regular hospitals, acute care, long-term acute care, and skilled nursing facility. You, it's it's a totally different animal than than working with patients here in the cancer setting. And I would have to imagine for those patients, that also becomes very meaningful for them to be able to have that type of connection, obviously, with their clinical team, and and that. On, on some level, they just don't feel like a number. They feel like a human being that's really, truly being cared for. So uh, shout-outs to you and your wife for being able to take that type of time. I, I thank you for that. In the closing seconds that we have, my friend, I ask this question of everyone. What is the one thing or what is one thing that gives you hope? What's the one thing that gives Barry hope? Well, uh, in the grand scheme of things, it is my faith that gives me hope because I know that, um, you know, I have a purpose-driven life um, and support uh, a higher a higher cause um, so that I can wake up and move forward every day. And I know there's there's a reason for the things that I'm led to do. Yeah. And, and it, I have that, that hope that I... I wake up and do it well every day. (laughs) Well, in listening to you, my friend, I I would say that you are doing just that. And if I can associate this school of thought with with the nature of the work that you do, which is helping people to get up and mobile and active and walk and get back into the normal process of their life, uh, I would say that you are walking the walk while you're talking the talk. Today, you've heard from Barry Calvert, occupational therapist at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Tulsa, Oklahoma, has been functioning in that role for four years and overall 22 years in providing that type of care today. We are grateful for your contribution and for your ministry, if I can say that. Continue to be blessed, my friend. Thank you very much. And back in the studio now with our host, Percy McRae. You know, as I listen to that, I'm just again impressed by the team that's put together to assist patients. Well, one of the underlying dynamics that that Cancer Treatment Centers of America certainly attempts to work and function from is an integrative model, integrative care model, which is inclusive of uh, several different disciplines that all attempt to address all of the unique needs of the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual uh, componentry of a human being uh, as they are traversing the medical health care system and how uh, all of those teams and disciplines rely upon each other. Yeah, it's so all coordinated, That's exactly. It? It's coordinated, it's communicated, and ultimately at the end of the day, it's with the idea of making sure that every aspect of who that human being is, that they are being supported and cared for in their process. We'll talk more about uh, what we learned from your time with Barry Culvert here today on the program. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But let me remind you that with hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. 
They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. You can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, our resource this week is called Foods of the Bible. I want to bring attention to that just momentarily here because it's available right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com, Foods of the Bible. Uh, Let's talk about what we learned from talking with an occupational therapist. Well, the first opening uh, statement that I'd like to make about this conversation was the fact that uh, Barry, who was just a great guy to have a conversation with, said that many people tease him about his job, uh, that as an occupation therapist, he's not there to help people find work. (laughs) And I thought that that was hilarious. But on a very serious note, uh, you know, Barry talked about very candidly how important uh, faith is to him personally mm-hmm. and how he is empowered uh, to be able to bring that uh, respectfully and responsibly uh, to the bedside of care when he's working with patients. But one of the things that Barry points that he raised that I had never quite connected the school of thought with is that most people who are listening may or may not know that when uh, certain uh, therapists are working with patients from a uh, support perspective, they have to create what is called a care plan. And part of their care plan is supposed to include goals of the patient for their uh, for their for their ability to continue to return back to their normal uh, way of life, things that they were doing before they were uh, maybe restricted by their uh, disease or sickness or what have you. And one of the things that he said that. Uh, He feels very empowered to do that part of the care plan of people who are people of faith is to make sure that he includes their faith goals in the care plan from a therapeutic perspective. I found that interesting. It's a very remarkable amalgamation of thought. And again, as you know, and anyone who has listened to me over any extended period of time, uh, I am the ambassador of goodwill of bringing together the worlds of medicine and science and the world of spirituality and faith who have had some strained tension with each other over the last 40, 50, 60 years or so. But there is a happy medium between the two. And that's an example of how that can be Uh, married together from a therapeutic care plan perspective if I know that there's someone from Barry's perspective that has some faith goals, returning back to church, being able to uh, get back involved in their prayer groups or their men's Bible study or whatever that may require their physical action, he wants and he does build that into that person's care plan. Yeah, that's not to be taken for granted, as we sometimes might be inclined to do, right? That is correct. Well, if, for example, you know, and again, this is not to degrade any Anyone, but let's say you have an occupation therapist who may not have a faith orientation or who may not value faith or understand the importance of faith. Forget about what they're thinking about it, but what that means to the actual patient and then not include that in their care plan. It's part of real life. That's exa- it's, that's an intrinsic part of who they are, what's important to them, what matters to them, and part of their motivation of wanting to get well and how do you, from a clinical or an occupational uh, therapist, 
therapeutic perspective, uh, create a process to make that happen. That's a great example of integrative, uh, you know, therapies that are inclusive and amalgamated with, again, good medical care. As I listened to Barry, I was thinking of him as a coach. Well, yeah, you could think of him in that way because in many cases, and I've been through occupational therapy uh, with regard to an injury that I experienced, and you do need to be coached. You need to be encouraged. You know, there's a reason why uh, today, you know, personal trainers are so popular. That's true. And, you know, and, and if you really look at hiring a personal trainer, they're expensive, but there's a reason why because they serve a very powerful kind of coaching encouragement component. Uh, cancer patients need that as well within the, you know, the environment of their clinical care and rehab. Yeah. Percy, I know it's a big part of your life, but can you speak more directly about faith and cancer care? What have you observed in, through many years of the experience with this now? Well, going back to the opening statement, let's just play with the basic definition of the word faith and let's, let's strip out any uh, spiritual reference to it. Faith in general simply means the ability to believe. Now, we all operate faith every day, Wayne, whether we realize it or not or whether we're <laughs> conscious of it or not. That's true. When you take your key and stick it in the ignition of your car, you are believing believing that that car is going to respond to the action that you performed upon it. Have you ever noticed the look on your face when your car doesn't start up? (laughs) You are amazed and shocked that your car is not responding to the action of what I call key and ignition. (laughs) You don't have to be a mechanic to drive your car. You just need to know the function of key and ignition. Mm -hmm. That's an operation of faith within the context of driving a car. Now, let's return back to the spiritual component of faith. Okay. Particularly for people who are dealing with cancer, there are objective research studies that suggest religious or spiritual beliefs and practices may provide a positive impact for cancer patients. Mm. So, as an example, the American Cancer Society published a study dated 2015 entitled, Cancer Patients with Strong Religious or Spiritual Beliefs Report Better Health. In that report, Wayne, it states that according to the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, 69% of cancer patients say that they pray for their health. This study also says that researchers from Moffitt Cancer Center and colleagues looked at the results of several published studies on the topic, which included a combined total of more than 32,000 cancer patients. Large sample. Yeah. They found that patients with higher levels of spiritual well-being reported better physical health. And lastly, the authors say religion and spirituality can help cancer patients find meaning in their illness and provide comfort in the face of fear. These patients might also be more likely to get practical help that aids in their recovery. Interesting. So because of this dynamic, Wayne, the point simply is this. Many patients may potentially handle and respond to a cancer diagnosis with incredible courage, resilience, grace, forgiveness, and a renewed sense of purpose. My takeaway here is this. The strong belief that God is working for us with us and through us can ignite the car engine of the human soul to start even on the coldest winter day. I love the way you put practical handles on these things for us. Thank you, Percy McCray, our host here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Uh, Before we wrap up today, I want to make sure that you know that you can download a free resource from us today called Foods of the Bible. This is a fun thing to do, to to go through this, to see what... uh, 
what our, our uh, colleagues have come up with here. Foods of the Bible, you can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. There's one more thing I want to mention, Percy, and that's the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. This is for pastors and church leaders to sign up. It's free of charge, but there are training opportunities. There's just a whole host of things that come when you sign up to be a part of this. The biggest uh, understanding and the energy of this initiative is that we have forged and are creating a relationship with the faith community from a healthcare perspective. The Leaders Network was designed specifically to empower faith leaders and laity to be uh, encouraged and engaged uh, to be part of the cancer conversation and the health conversation. And we are providing free resources through this relationship to allow those individuals to make a mark in the earth that cannot be erased. We believe that the church has a role to play in cancer care. So we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network for pastors and church leaders. Sign up at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and sign up for the Ministry Leaders Network. Well, let's circle back and uh, look at God's Word one last time before we leave today. Well, yes, sir. And as we close, again, we know that uh, we live and breathe by the Word of God, and it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. So we close with Hebrews eleven six, And we've been talking about faith today, and we've been talking about the reason why faith is important. Well, here it is, summed up. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, which is God. Reverend McCray, how do I please God? Well, we need to actually operate and walk in the power of the concept of faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. The point of the exercise of walking in the power of faith is that we associate that back to the higher power of he who created the world and everything in it, that he is living inside of us wall to wall. He is empowering us and potentially pushing us beyond the limitations of any circumstance and situation. Today, we walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. That's Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, God bless you. I'll see you next time. Listen, my friend, let's keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. Thanks for listening, and thanks for subscribing to the podcast at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll see you next time right here for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.